Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me again. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. I'm joined by Jenna Henriksen. Jenna is from the recruitment process outsourcing company Advanced RPO, and they've had massive growth. They rank amongst the uh, Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing private companies in the US. Uh, as I said, rapid growth with constant new hires. And if I'm correct, I'm thinking continual, rev- continual revenue, record breaking months. So lots to unpack here, and I'm delighted to have you along today, Jenna. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, really looking forward to the chat. Can you start by perhaps giving us your background, and then we can feed into actually what does Advanced RPO do? Sure, sure. So I have roughly 22 years of experience in the recruiting space, some of that HR um, corporate side, and some of that is staffing. Uh, and some of that is, is now RPO. So I've really been on all sides of, um, the recruitment fence, if you will. And then, um, 12 years of that has been really in leadership within recruiting. Um, I would also say that one of my biggest, uh, strengths is being a problem solver. So I consider myself a serial problem solver. I love a good challenge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. And tell us about advanced RPO. What do you guys do and what are the typical kinds of clients that you work with or customers, sorry? Sure. At a high level, again, it's recruitment process outsourcing. And we really work with customers from all different industries and backgrounds. There's not a a certain type of customer that we wouldn't necessarily entertain or talk to. Um, It's really more about getting a good fit, right? Does does this um, customer mesh well with what we do and offerings that we have. Uh, and so really meeting our customers where they're at uh, and creating solutions that fit their needs. So really, we work with companies in, in all industries. We don't take every customer that comes in and we um, we certainly evaluate what, we're, um, what kind of partnerships we're looking at. But if the business makes sense, if it doesn't fit into our, you know, quote unquote, core model, um, we're not going to walk away from something if it would be a good um, partnership for us and for for the client. Got it. That makes sense. And for people who are outside the states, just uh, in a thirty second overview, what exactly is an RPO? Sure. So we can, again, from a high level um, perspective, it's recruitment process outsourcing. So we can do anything from end to end recruitment, meaning uh, attracting, identifying candidates for a customer, working those candidates through um, the process. And then we have customers that we even do the offer and onboarding with. And so it really is dependent on what the customer needs, um, but we can do it all, all, all steps of hiring end to end. Um, and then with each customer, again, it's, it's slightly different based on their particular needs. Oh. And are there any particular use cases or scenarios or problems that you guys solve for customers, such as, I don't know, graduate recruitment or construction projects that go on and off uh are there any types of use cases that sort of come to the fore yeah so again if there's if there's not an internal 
recruiting department per se, then a company might work with an organization like ours to, to handle all of their recruiting end to end. But we work with a lot of customers that have their own internal recruiting function and are looking for help in specific areas, um, specific skill sets that they're having a hard time attracting. So we can come in in, in certain departments and then also um, elevating talent. We work with customers that you know, get a lot of, based on their brand, get a lot of referrals and um, applicants, but their the level of talent that they're driving or that they're, they're attracting isn't necessarily meeting all of their needs. And so we're able to come in and really understand um, where they're falling short and, and what they need um, help with and, and creating solutions for, for them as well. And then things like ramp ups. Uh, so if a company yeah. is, you know, they're not going to be hiring a thousand people every month for forever, but maybe they need to hire that many people in the next three months and they're not going to hire a full-time recruiting team to do that. We're able to come in and help with those types of um, solutions as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So am I right in thinking that that the RPO industry is a pretty tough competitive sector of the market? And then if that's the case, how do you position the business in that market? It is. So um, a lot of people... kind of group all of that together, right? Recruiting, staffing, it's all one thing. And so um, positioning that in the market can be tough. If you're sticking to a traditional RPO at all times only, um, because it doesn't always fit the customer's needs. So we really work to meet customers where they're at. Um, So we're able to solve different hiring challenges, right? We um, we can do everything again from um, end to end for recruitment process outsourcing, but that's not necessarily the best way to position ourselves because it sort of boxes us in. Um, and we want customers to know that and per, uh, um, prospects, customers and prospects to know that we can do, uh, we can meet them where they're at and, and work with them on multiple solutions. Maybe we move toward a full RPO model, um, but maybe they're not ready or built for that yet. And that's okay. We can still work with, with customers like that too. So we're, we're fairly open in that regard. Right. So your offering is certainly a holistic offering, but modular at the same time. So if they don't need the whole works, then they can take a piece of the process and, and use that. Is that a, a fair call? Correct. Correct. If that makes sense for our business, makes sense for their business. Yes. We, you know, it's a lot of times it's hard to kind of fit into another company's model, whether you're selling, yeah. whether it's technology or a solution service, um, and so we are, we have a model that works well, but we are flexible within that model um, to work with our customers and to meet their specific needs. Got it. Okay. And can you tell us a bit about the growth of Advanced RPO? Have you grown quickly and how have you done it? Yeah. So we've had a, um, we've had it, well, obviously with the pandemic, there's been some crazy back and forth yeah. stuff going on over the past couple of years, but um, we have, we actually, um, grew pretty substantially through, um, through that, the time of the pandemic. We had customers obviously shifted the way they were doing business, uh, and we had to shift with them, right? We had to, um, kind of everybody through had to throw everything up in the air and kind of figure out how to move forward from there. So we were really able to come in and, um, I guess take on some challenges that maybe competitors weren't able to come in and, and, and complete or to take. Um, and really work specifically um, to meet those individual needs, which then have grown into bigger opportunities for us, right? Um, we take something that 
somebody else, whether it's the internal organization or another um, competitor wasn't able to deliver on, we're able to come in and show the client that we can do that. Um, and that tends to lead to more opportunity um, for us. So we had a lot of that. And we had a lot of uh, volume hiring, which then requires us to hire um, a lot more people on our end as well. So yes, it's definitely, we're in growth mode and, and continue on that um, uptick, which we're very excited about. Yeah, that's really good to hear that you had that growth during the pandemic because uh, some people listening might be a bit surprised by that. Let's say, um, if that's the case, if you're listening to this, go and check out the getmorehrclients.com blog. There's an article on there called The State of the HR Industry. And there's about 100 different company business leaders there from the HR industry describing if they're basically if they're up or down flat uh, since the pandemic hit. And yeah, advanced RPO certainly sounds like one that's uh, taken it in its stride and, and grown so quickly. So how have you met and acquired these new customers? Through referrals, um, through current customers, um, through our, we were clearly, we have the clearly rated award, which is the client feedback award. Um, so always when you're get, given an award as an organization, it's exciting, but when it's coming from client feedback, it's always great to have that. Um, we have customers that have, we've worked with in one organization and maybe went to work for another organization. So then they bring us along, um, and have us work with them in that organization. And then we work with large organizations too that have, um, contacts in different areas of the business that maybe we're not working or managing the whole recruitment process for the organization, but maybe for a couple of key areas. And then customers will move into other parts of the business and bring us with them there or refer us to other parts of the business, if you will. So it is a lot of referrals and based on, you know, going out there and delivering results. Yeah, absolutely. And on the referral side of things, do you do that actively or, or passively? So on the active side, I mean, do you formally ask for referrals or is there a process that encourages or facilitates referrals or is it more of a do a good, good job and hopefully they tell others about it? What's your advice to others? Yeah, that's a really good question. From a client standpoint, you know, there is a fine line there. So um, that is more passive. And, and our focus really is to come in and wow them. And that's what generates the referrals versus having to ask for them. We've, we've learned that that organically generates referrals for us um, versus having that talk track where you're asking for them. Well, you may do that with candidates, um, but from a client standpoint, it's, it's more passive. Okay. Yep. So success breeds success and breeds referrals as well. Exactly. And tell us about the, the thought leadership side of things, because I know you're very active in the field personally. So you're on the, uh, what, Forbes Human Resource Council and I think Newsweek's expert forum. You're very busy. How'd you get onto those and, and what do you, what kind of information do you share there? Correct. So I started a couple of years ago, I had a goal um, with my leaders that, um, you know, to really get into thought leadership and, and to be visible and engaged in the industry and um, out in the business realm. And so I started a little um, mini blog or micro blog, I guess you could call it, called The Recruiting Reel, where I was sharing tips. I found a, a place, a spot in the market from my perspective that was um, not being tapped into from a thought leadership perspective. Everything felt so... Uh, video driven or click here and read this, you know, 10 page article, there was a lot of work involved and there was an excess amount of that. And so I found myself kind of scrolling through, gosh, I don't, 
I only have 10 minutes. So where do I even start to get this content? So my little micro blog, if you will, was uh, um, putting content in front of people that was accessible right on their newsfeed through an image. There's no clicking on anything or having to read any paragraphs, uh, watch any videos or whatever. It was just um, little bites of information um, and tips. And that really took off. Um, people really responded to that. And I got a lot of visibility on LinkedIn through that. That um, then led to Forbes reaching out and asking me to join the Human Resources Council, which has been awesome. Um, I get to work with and network with a lot of other HR um, leaders uh, in different industries. And it's been a huge learning experience, but also great networking. And then um, that being on that council and writing articles in Forbes and being on expert panels there then led to uh, the Newsweek Expert Forum, which is another great learning opportunity and networking. This one's focused a little bit more on business, but I'm able to bring that HR spin to it. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited about those and where they're going and um, f- future yeah. opportunity and more articles. Brilliant. Maybe we'll see a TV show from you in the near future. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, going global. I like it. But a yeah, couple of yeah. a couple of things stand out for me from from sure. there. One is on the corporate side. So I think it was uh, sure. episode forty seven on this podcast. I was talking to Scott Miller from the Franklin Covey Company. You know the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Company, and mm-hmm. they have I think either eight or twelve designated thought leaders. And there's a whole effort behind that. Each person publishes a book or books they're on podcasts but it's such a coordinated effort as a way of spreading the word about the company franklin covey and all the services Mm -hmm. etc as a flow on Um, so you can do that at the corporate level and it has such a powerful effect and and you see all the big players in the hr industry doing it absolutely at the individual level right um, it doesn't just happen you don't just get onto the forbes council or the newsweek i love the fact that you started with a blog and that built right. from there and built the connections. And I think people kind of misinterpret well, the process sometimes. They just assume, oh, why mm-hmm. can't I get onto these big councils? Why haven't they called me? But you, you worked right. your way there, right? Right. There's definitely, um, there's, you've got to have a passion for it, right? You've got to have a, you've got to find your, what is it that your, what's your, what is your information or your um, topic that you want to share? And how do you want to share it? And then who's your audience? So you've really got to figure that out. But I mean, it really, it's funny because it, it can seem extremely overwhelming. Oh gosh, how would you ever get on like writing articles for Newsweek? But if you can find that niche, like I did, finding that gap where, you know, for me, it was frustrating because everything felt overwhelming. I don't have time to spend six hours on LinkedIn every day. So what if I want to just get some good updates on things without having, you know, I have 10 minutes and I want to get get as much information and intel as I can, um, I wasn't getting what I needed. So if you find a gap like that and see something that is missing, kind of stepping into that, I wasn't doing anything revolutionary. I wasn't, I had no um, marketing behind me building these great graphic images. It was literally me creating an, an image with text on it and putting it on LinkedIn, right? So it doesn't take, um, fancy skills and a big team behind you. It's really finding that spot in the market or a niche where you're maybe not getting what you need or you feel like you can really contribute and then honing in on that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. There's some great advice there for listeners. That's for sure. Um, So we've talked about referrals and customer success, um, thought leadership 
you know, so your company and you personally have done so much. What's your advice to people when it comes to growing a successful HR business? You know, you have to look at no customers um, independently, right? So whether it's internal customers or external customers, no customer is alike. So um, I, I think my opinion is that boxed solutions just don't work um, these days. And so if you can have a solution or a foundation for your solution that encompasses the things that you can do to help an organization, but you're willing to be flexible and fluid within that, um, I think that's what it's going to allow HR, whether it's internal, um, growing internal business relationships or external, that's what's going to allow you to grow. Um, you've got to have a foundation, right? You can't just go out there and say, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. But um, if you're trying to sell exactly what you're doing, um, specifically step-by-step into an organization, it's about 99.9% likely that that whole solution is not going to fit. And then that, that turns off customers. So being a little bit more open um, about how you can help them in different ways and maybe building up to that overall piece that you're trying to target, but not not coming in and like forcing your whole solution um, on a client. I think that turns people off and, and pushes them away when really you could help them maybe in a couple of key areas. Nice. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. So if I can ask you to pull out the crystal ball and look into the future, what does the future hold for HR and the world of work? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one because 2020 obviously proved that anything and everything can happen, right? So (laughs) all the things we thought would never happen or um, (laughs) wouldn't happen did. Uh, And and what's good about that, I think, is that everybody at the same time was really forced to shift, right? Everything kind of turned upside down for everybody. So everybody's in the same boat. Um, But I think the key in the future is being flexible. Uh, Again, kind of going back to what we were just talking about in having your foundation, whether it's an individual of what you're able to do or an organization of what you're able to do, a department within an organization, what you're able to do, but being flexible within that. Um, and then having uh, a good blend of work and life, right? So I think the future or the, the past has been somewhat separate. You've got your work and then you've got your your personal life, and those are separate, and there's reasons to separate those. But with the pandemic, things have really become more blended. And I don't, I see some of that going back, but a lot of it not, right? It's intertwined now. So making sure that um, that there is flexibility uh, for employees and that there's a good balance, and that's just part of the future. So really embracing that as a leader, um, as a company, as an employer, um, embracing that those things are, are coming together more and more. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. So you've covered so much ground here. It's a brilliant track record for Advanced RPO and for you personally. So if people want to learn more about Advanced RPO, whether that's to refer customers to you or to become a partner or just become a client in the end, what's your advice or where should they go next? So you can find us online at advancedrpo.com. We're also on LinkedIn um, we're on Facebook, so you can find us in any of those locations and um, reach out to us directly, follow along, uh, and then I am on LinkedIn as well. So lots Excellent. of we're, we're, we try to be as visible as possible. Very good. Okay. Well, as always, we'll have the links in the show notes for you to listen, uh, for you to check out if you're on the road. All right. Well, Jenna, thank you very much for sharing your story and the advanced RPO story. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.